0: of DirtCast. Well... I am... Just go with it, Daddy. Just go with it. <laughs> Can't as, lie as, to you people. As always, I am uh, your host, Bobby Finger, along with... Your other host, <laughs> Madeline Davies. Both of us work at the website Jezebel. I'm sure yes, you've heard of it. Yes, If you're listening to this, you probably heard of it. And we've got some very exciting topics to talk about today. A lot of them have to do with relationships.
1: Yes, we got some breakups and makeups.
0: Breakups, makeups, close encounters and Ubers, and a story about Jax that I you're going to have to tell me why this is a big deal, because it seems like a big deal.
1: Yeah, but before we get into all of that, you adopted a cat recently.
0: I adopted a cat we recently. We talked about
1: this last week. Second cat.
0: Second cat. Second cat.
1: How is it going?
0: It's going really well. Really? Surprisingly well. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, we have friends, a couple friend of ours, and independently, they each had a cat, one of them had a male cat who was declawed very sweet sort of middle-aged cat yeah and then the other person had a cat with claws sort of a nut female cat younger way more active and wild and when they moved in together they hated each other immediately oh, and no. still hate it didn't get better cats on kitty prozac has to be kept in like a cage when they're in the same room together because <laughs> Hildy, the female cat, will just like try to murder Steve, the male cat. Yeah, she's and a it's, solo kitty. She doesn't re- want anything. Yeah, it's really sad. And so we saw them over the weekend and we're getting a lot of like, oh, what's it like to have two cats who like each other? Because we don't know what that experience is like. And it was, because it really, it was a crapshoot. You never know. Yeah, you
1: don't know. It could have been a disaster. You don't know and, how two cats are going to blend. Yeah, and it
0: worked out They're friends. They do a little roughhousing, which is, it's hard to get used to because it looks like it looks violent, but then when you look it up online and describe what's happening, people will say, Oh, no, if it's this type of play, then it's play. And if there's, you know, if it gets, if there's hissing and then there's blood, then it's, they hate each other. Yeah, that seems like a pretty obvious yeah. <laughs> distinction. Um, but it, I, I didn't realize that. If one that, rips like, the other one's <laughs> yeah. face off, it's probably a fight. But I like, I'm relieved to say the least. And it's very cute when they like groom each other. They groom each other. It's so sweet. That is so cute. It's really sweet. Also, they're both males. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, call them partners. Yeah. It's like they're not brothers. I think they they love each other. I think there's that's a romantic great. relationship. So I, I love that. I think that's really sweet. Um, yeah. Have you decided on a name? Winnie. Winnie. Man. Winnie. Winnie the man. Winnie the male. I love it. He's he very sweet. Winnie and POTUS. Um, Winnie Together and POTUS. forever. Oh, it's very sweet. So are you still thinking about... A doggie? I mean, I think about it all the time. But
1: uh, my mother was in town this weekend, (laughs) and she has two psycho German shepherds at her house. Uh And it was a good reminder of how if you, like, get a couple of psycho dogs, it will ruin your life. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What happened with the psycho dogs? Um, Was she, like, traumatized by something?
1: No. I mean, it's basically she's like, oh, like, our living room will never— I can never figure out how to design it in a nice way. And I'm like, Mom, it's not nice because you can't have a coffee table because the dogs will run into it or chew on it or do whatever. And your house looks like crap because it's dirty and full of these two insane dogs all the time. And believe me, I love them when I go home. They're very sweet, but they have a lot of energy and they (laughs) shed a ton. And they really, like, control my parents' lives Mm -hmm. from top to bottom. And... I have to always keep that in mind, that if you want to be a good dog owner, you also have to be a little bit crazy.
0: (laughs) And I like that she's like, it's just, it's, I don't, she acts like oblivious to the problems. It's like, I just wish I could do all these things, but it's like,
1: you know. Or she'll be like, the problem is the TV stand. And it's like, that is not the problem.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The problem is the two dogs who always knock into the TV stand. (laughs) The two dogs who think that that is their home exclusively and that you two are invaders.
1: Yeah, I mean, think correctly
0: <laughs> they run the they run the show the shedding problem has become kind of nuts yeah in uh, our apartment and i i empathize with with your mom's the yeah. shedding situation and believe me
1: i love those oh. dogs
0: i love to get a little yeah. i love to get a good cuddle in when i go home mm-hmm. um, and then you leave yeah it's very nice and comforting to me to know that your mother has such a strong relationship with her dogs and that relationship will never ever end no but unfortunately that can't be the case with every relationship this is my horrible clunky segue into talking about Olivia Munn and Aaron Rodgers two humans
1: <laughs> and also a good segue for me to let you know that animals die no i know so do people,
0: <laughs> so do people. never
1: willingly end something no right i like, i hear what you're saying she's going to ride this relationship out until their death yeah out or until her, their deaths. i mean
0: her, hopefully theirs <laughs> comes first i don't know you're adding all of the all of the darkness to this i was trying to <laughs> keep it light <laughs> but we can't
1: we're talking about we broken can't. love
0: we can't so that leads us to today's dirtiest dirt which is that Olivia Munn and Aaron Rodgers are no more dunzo dunzo and it's been it's been a long time coming sort of you think because just because of his family so we still don't really know why they broke up right. um so it's just like we've been hearing about this relationship, but it seemed like they were sort of they were steadfast and they were gonna make it through. But mm-hmm. there the the relationship drama around them has been a story right. for so long that it's like something was about to happen, whether he was gonna just gonna cut them off entirely I don't know. I guess he already did.
1: Yeah. For people who don't know, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. the NFL team of my home state, Wisconsin. <laughs> um he does not have a relationship with his family anymore. No. He has not had one for years. There's a lot of speculation as to why this is. Mm -hmm. The family has said that it's Olivia Munn's fault. Yeah. I personally don't believe that theory.
0: No. Um, I think they were looking for an excuse, and she was like the easy, low-hanging fruit.
1: Yes. They're like a very, very conservative Christian family. Mm -hmm. And I think there are certain aspects of Aaron Rodgers that we will speculate on privately, not on air. Oh, yeah,
0: privately. All the time,
1: privately. Yeah that uh didn't gel with their belief World system view, yeah. and being shitheads i think that they kind of drove this wedge in between the relationship yeah. and i think Olivia Munn was probably more supportive of
0: his <laughs> whatever choices. we could be speculating yeah. about yes um yeah they seemed like great friends
1: i mean i would even say lovers just you know yeah yeah <laughs> They were very <gasps> open-hearted not? people.
0: They were open-hearted people to different I, experiences. Mm-hmm. I just loved so the the New York Times profiled the Rogers family because also there's Jordan Rogers who Ugh, was a contestant a dork. on who was a contestant on The Bachelor
1: at The Bachelorette. At, bachelor and he won. at
0: and he won. And he was sort of a a failed football player.
1: Yes, uh, he played in the NFL,
0: but... And then um, quit, got uh, had fired? Had an
1: unremarkable career. Okay, and, and this, it wasn't long, right?
0: Very no, short-lived.
1: No, and he's now trying to get into like sports announcing.
0: Wasn't his his title in, in the show like former NFL stars, like former NFL player?
1: Yeah, they tried to not lean on Aaron Rodgers for all of Jordan Rodgers'
0: mm-hmm. fame
1: while constantly leaning on Aaron Rodgers for all of Jordan Rodgers' fame.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things that Aaron wanted nothing to do with any of this, but yeah. it wasn't like he wasn't vocalizing this. He just didn't say anything. He yeah. never talked about it. And his family does a lot of talking. His family loves so much talking. His family loves the fact that they are connected to two famous people. Yes. Um. And Aaron doesn't. Aaron well, couldn't care less about his fame.
1: Aaron is a very interesting, peculiar person in that. He is incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. Like, he is, I mean, not just even, like, football player-wise. He just has a very high IQ. He's really private about certain things. Like, there was once an interview that he walked off because someone just asked him about Olivia Munn. Oh, um, I've or
0: never like seen that.
1: There was another time where, like, a fan met him, and the fan said something like, oh, you're taller than I expected. And Aaron Rodgers was like... Look, I'll take a picture with you. I'm not signing anything for you because that was really rude, even though it's, like, not even a real comment. Oh, my gosh. Um, So he's a really odd guy. Mm -hmm. And we once got a comment—a commenter once told this story, and, of course, this is total hearsay and speculative. Mm -hmm. But it was about how she was friends sort of peripherally with Olivia and Aaron and once went on vacation with them. Oh, I remember this comment. Aaron spent the whole time just sitting under a palm tree reading the Bible so he's like very spiritual mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and a, just a very peculiar guy, yeah. but also like a very talented person mm-hmm. and a seemingly
0: decent one. Yeah. There there are no sort of negative stories out there about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's no, just and, the, the extent of his criticism will be he's boring. Um, yeah, and that's from like a I very don't,
1: I don't find him boring. I find him very
0: interesting. Um I didn't know that story about the the fan being told that he was rude for calling him. Taller than he expected. That's yes. really funny. I I wanted to read this quote from the New York Times profile of his family. And it's an interview with their father who's, what is he, a dentist, a doctor
1: or something? I don't know. He looks exactly like Sam the Eagle from The Muppets, <laughs>
0: yeah, though. That's so true. just Google that. <laughs> that's true. That's who he is. And he says, quote, one in the news is enough for us, their father said. He spoke at his office on Monday morning during a breakdown between patients, looking at his hands, clasping and unclasping them. So very uncomfortable and then he just says fame can change things he added so it's like you get all the all these suggestions of drama but yeah. no details none and this pretty lengthy profile and they like want re, they really don't want anything to do with commenting on Aaron even though they love the fact that they can sort of Allude to him with that, like, yeah. like they're they're relishing in it and they're pretending not to. At least that's how it appears to me. Um, everything you read about them makes you understand why, if you were their child, you wouldn't want anything to do with them. Like, if you yeah, could support no, yourself, they, you'd be like, I'm doing myself and I'm avoiding these people.
1: And Aaron Rodgers is also pretty liberal politically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are
0: not. They are not.
1: And he, like you said, he sort of lives a fairly private life, especially for. One of the most talented and famous quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: Yeah, how is he? As as someone you, it seems like you you follow football more than I do. <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, but at least at least the the Packers.
1: I absorb it just because people in Wisconsin okay. love the Packers.
0: He's still going strong. He's still as good as ever.
1: Yeah, I don't think he. They had a great season, mm-hmm. but they made it to the playoffs. or they almost made it to the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I am forced to sit. Through a lot of football games because there are people who I am close to who mm-hmm. love football, I usually bring a book,
0: <laughs> the Bible. Do you bring the a Bible? Bible
1: yep. Yeah. Um, and so, I absorb some of it. Okay. Uh, and also, I'm I, I date a sports writer, so oh, right. okay. I hear a lot of uh, a lot of gossip, sport chat, a lot of sport chat through sport him. talk.
0: So okay, well they're, they're they've split. We'll see what happens. Yeah, Maybe? well, I feel
1: like we also do need to touch on one thing. What if we're going to talk about Aaron and Olivia, we have to talk about Olivia's fraught relationship with our website. <gasps>
0: oh, um, you're right. You're right. We do.
1: Olivia Munn is not a fan of Jezebel.com. No, she's not. I would not. actually say with reason. Uh, sure. I think that Absolutely. we— Absolutely. This is before long before Bobby and I ever worked here, uh-huh. but Jezebel was— pretty mean mm, yeah to olivia munn not basically just because it was like she was hot and doing comedy and maybe yeah. she like wasn't as funny as other people as other but people. like her attractiveness got her ahead. but again it's bre- like breaking news yeah like and attractive was, people do well in show business
0: and she was like worked for that video game network so she was like a, a, a an on-air commentator like yeah about video games
1: and then she had a stint on The Daily Show yeah. I find her to be perfectly charming in movies I do too I get why I like she her. doesn't like us particularly yeah.
0: who who wouldn't like um, someone after something like that you know
1: yeah so I just want to say Olivia we know you're probably going through a rough time right now we're thinking about you
0: mm-hmm. I also recently just saw the film Office Christmas Party on a plane mm. she's in it and I thought you know what this Liviaman is a charmer sure She's a charmer.
1: So, Aaron, Olivia, we wish you both the best. Uh-huh. And we hope you begin to think well of us, no matter what we've implied, even in this segment. Mm <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
0: Moving on to more relationship news. More relationship more. news. It's a big, it's a big week for relationships. So, this is a this is a bummer, but it's it's been dominating the headlines over the past few days with good reason. Sure. And this is about Mel B, Melanie Brown, formerly known as Scary Spice in The yes. Spice Girls. She was married, is currently married to a man named Stephen Belafonte and announced that she was going to split from him because he has she alleged that he was just like horribly abusive to her physically and emotionally like including things of you know sexual blackmail affairs with the nanny which is just all too common i guess since the beginning of time but right. m- most notably in the past couple years every celebrity seems to be having an affair with the nanny.
1: Yeah, I mean but I'm sure like Henry VIII was like
0: fucking the nanny. Oh, right. There are ever <laughs> like men have always been fucking the nanny. And it's been this sort of wild back and forth in the history of celebrity breakups this is kind of always how it goes where you get the news that they that they've split and then every day you get little crumbs of of more sort of lurid weird details yeah. um and in this one it's been pretty bonkers ever since so he has since claimed that her claims were untrue which were that he punched her would drag her around would force her to have like threesomes with women that she didn't know and then secretly filmed them having sex and then use that use those tapes. This is a big part of the story. Use those tapes as blackmail. I would say, if you don't do X for me, whether it's sexual um, or whatever, I will, you know, with one hit, I think it's something like he would hold up the phone with like the tweet and the video or something or the email. And he would say, with one tap, I could ruin you.
1: God, that's for horrible. For years,
0: for years, for years, for years. And so she finally applied for a restraining order, which I believe she got. And in those documents, that's where all of these claims are. He has since said, that's all bullshit. This is not true. Then her sister chimed in and was like, this is all true. I witnessed it. You're an abuser. You're the worst. And then then the nanny got roped into it where she claims that he got the nanny pregnant and that the nanny is the one who now currently has possession of the sex tapes herself personally along with Spice Girls shit that she's keeping in her storage locker. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm dizzy. And then today's news was that Simon Cowell is one of the main reasons she decided to finally leave him. Good for him. Yeah, so it's like... And good for her. Good for her. First and foremost. Oh, good for her first and foremost. But apparently he was among the people who would notice, like, bruises yeah. and just sort of her emotional distress and was finally like, this is this is a bad guy. You need to end this. Because she had tried before and always gets roped back in, which this, like, pattern of abuse, it's yeah, easy to understand. Yeah, I remember them
1: having some... T- tumult in the yeah. past. Mm-hmm. But God. Ugh.
0: Yeah, so Scary Spice is, is dealing with some issues. I think the, the Simon Cowell angle is interesting to me. Yeah. Just, just the way that he like, it's understandable that like he has all these these intimate relationships with all the people he's worked with in the past. Right. Like, you can sort of see him being, like, a father figure to any number of celebrities because he's, like... I was going to say,
1: he's not, he's not someone who I would see being that way just because he's so mercenary where it's, like, unless it's affecting his business.
0: Yeah, I guess that's what I meant. Like, I I wouldn't think... Of, I wouldn't have thought about it until now, but it sort of makes sense because he's, like, around... He's, he's just so... It seems like there's something paternal to him that I hadn't noticed before. Yeah. Just, like, he's, like, forming all of these careers and he's the reason for so many people's successes that like maybe when it comes from someone like that you you take it a little more seriously i don't know
1: yeah i mean and maybe this is just one area of his life that simon cowell is a decent human being yeah um and really good for mel b for being brave because
0: that's very scary and for putting all that out there yeah and now everyone knows her business and it's uh, but he can't use it and he can't use that anymore it's just—it's really rough. Yeah, it's and terrible. it's been—it's been tough to hear, but it—it seems like one of those things that we're just going to keep finding out more and more horrible details from this relationship. Yeah. Um, and I think the nanny angle is so strange—the fact that she has a storage locker allegedly filled with boxes of Spice Girls memorabilia and sex tapes yeah. for someone else. I mean, it's It's just like a really
1: screwed up time capsule. (laughs) Yeah,
0: And it's just like, I guess these are all just allegations. So even if she went to the police, like, how do you find the storage locker? How do you how do you get in there? But like, it's 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 a truly twisted situation. Definitely. I think. Well, Mel. Good luck. First step. She took the the hard the hard first step.
1: And also, if you've. You got to get with your friends? I don't know. I was trying to make some
0: lighthearted twist to a story that has no lighthearted twist. I haven't heard... uh, I don't think any of the other Spice Girls have have spoken out about it, though I guess, you know, why should they really? Right. And also, I think she's still pretty close with all of them, so I'm sure Mm -hmm. they, like, speak on the phone. Aren't they all still pretty close? Didn't they, like, have pretty good relationships with each other?
1: Yeah. I mean, the tabloids are always, like, one person is holding off for the reunion, but I don't think that's ever really true. Mm -hmm. I think, like... Victoria Beckham has like a decent enough career that she's sort of just like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: And Victoria, but, even Victoria Beckham seems like a, a nice person. Yeah. Who has no ill will towards any of these other people. Yeah, I don't think so. I like that they're all okay. Friendship,
1: Friendship never ends. Yeah.
0: There it is. There it is. You did it. I did it. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with
1: my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. So let's move on to some bad news, but this is bad news with a small b. Okay. This is bad news that we might even be able to take some enjoyment in, whereas before it was bad news with a capital B, and we cannot take enjoyment in that at all. Right. So, Jax Taylor of... (laughs) The show Vanderpump Rules.
0: The dreaded Jax Taylor.
1: Yes, is getting his own spinoff with his dumb-dumb girlfriend, Brittany. If you read the trades, you probably knew that this was coming. We okay. knew that Jackson and Brittany had been in Kentucky for a while, which is where she's from. We knew that they had been there with cameras. Uh, we knew that they were kind of trying to shop around this spinoff, mm-hmm. uh, which will be called Jackson and Brittany Take Kentucky.
0: Are you serious? Are you serious? That's what it's called. hmm <sighs>
1: um, it might be like Vanderpump Rules, colon, Jackson Britney Take Kentucky.
0: This season on Vanderpump Rules, Jackson Britney take Kentucky. Farmer
1: Jacks!
0: <laughs> you should capture this moment.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, are they coming
0: for us? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, what is that? Deer piss?
1: They've been definitely like focusing more on Britney's family uh-huh. this past season on Vanderpump Rules. And she has this, like, hick homophobic mother who just, like, wears frosted lipstick and just, like, says terrible things. TV gold. (laughs) Yeah. And it's very weird in that it's somehow made Jax look more sympathetic, which seems (laughs) impossible for, like, an actual sociopath liar who does everything he can to hurt other people. (laughs) Um, But being around her homophobic family has, like, really somehow made him— Stand out as the good guy. Um, Brittany, I am fascinated by because she is either the smartest person or the dumbest person in the world.
0: Um, Give me a case for smartest.
1: Smartest? Mm -hmm. She knows exactly what she's doing. She knows who she's playing. Mm -hmm. She's playing both Bravo and Jax like a fiddle by pretending like she's dumb, pretending like she didn't know the show before she met him, pretending like she trusts this flagrant philanderer and in return gotcha. is getting breast implants paid for is having Jack support her is now getting a spin off that's mm-hmm. the best case scenario is that okay. she is a masterful con artist mm-hmm. and if that if it comes out that way i love her
0: yeah she's getting everything she wants yeah
1: the other side <laughs> is that she's just an idiot and she will just date this man who's not very nice to her Will constantly throw the fact that he bought her boobs in her face. She really Um, brings that up all the time? He brings it up where he's (laughs) like, he's always like, who pays for you? Who pays for these? You know, like that type of thing. If I'm going to help finance this, I want them how I want them.
0: Listen, I don't want porn star boobs. I don't like that. Natural teardrop, naturalness. It's
1: not what you want, though. She's not your paper doll that you're going to pick out what the boobs she wants. She's not right the it's, refund, it's also yeah. her body he? i'm
0: not going to pay for something that i don't like refund, yeah. Nope, no
1: nah. i mean it's true he does pay for these yeah he paid he paid for them honkers <laughs> uh, and also he clearly cheats on her all the time mm-hmm. um and so either she's really just that ignorant or she's playing dumb to like rake in the cash and gifts mm-hmm. and again i love a woman who who knows how to manipulate the system I do not love a victim of the system.
0: <laughs> this is really so. It's when is it going to premiere? If it's, is it already filmed? Are they moving there or were they just visiting? I, I don't. understand. I think it's
1: just a visit. So
0: it's like when Kim and Chloe go to like when Chloe and Courtney go to the Hamptons or something. Our, Seasonal. yeah,
1: our fellow writer Clover Hope, uh-huh. senior writer at Jezebel, she compared it to the simple life, where okay. it's sort of Jack's okay. Jack's like a an LA guy has to go to the country. And he's like from rural Florida, so it's yes. actually not that big of a deal. Um, but he has to like go to Brittany's farm and charm her crazy religious relatives who go to like Pentecostalist shaking churches. And oof. are I don't they gonna?
0: Know. So it's gonna be on Bravo. I it's gonna be on Bravo. In the hiatus between something and something, yeah. Probably. I think it debuts this summer. So like after Real Housewives of New York is over or something.
1: Yeah, or maybe after like Summer House, which is like their. Oh right. I don't know. Okay. It's going to sneak in at some point. And it, I don't know. It's sort of—did you ever watch The Kroll Show? Yeah. How just sort of every reality show that he would parody would then get like eight spinoffs?
0: Oh, yeah. At my job as California's premier plastic surgeon for bets, I'm in total control. Dr. Armand should have his own show. But at home, all bets are off. That was the third time this month.
1: This is not what I signed up for. Dad, bring me a chocolate milk, idiot.
0: Go f- yourself. This is Armand of the house. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this is just that, <laughs> but in real life, where it's just Bravo. Bravo's, just like all right, where can we manage this? Like in a spinoff, and I don't know. I'll tune in. I'll tune in. You You'll got tune me. in,
0: <laughs> of course. So Vanderpump Rules is a spinoff of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. And then is this the first spinoff of Vanderpump Rules?
1: I believe so. Oh, wow. They do some really good specials sometimes, which okay. just is like interviews with producers, uh-huh. um, and those are always really fun. Uh, this is a
0: true spinoff,
1: but this is a true spinoff. Okay, I'm not optimistic, but they've surprised me before.
0: I'm hoping that you're right about Britney. That would be great if she's Thank you. just schooling <laughs> Thank you, everyone. That's yeah. like that's a fun that's a fun story.
1: Yes, but again, I'm not hopeful. You're not hopeful. No, I do not think that it's going to turn out my way, this situation. (laughs)
0: So the next story we're gonna talk about is another lowercase B-bad story in that it We'll call it harrowing. We'll call it Harrowing. And it involves a Busy Phillips, who is a, a beloved actress who you might remember from Freaks and Geeks and Dawson's Creek. A oh, little she bit. Was on a Dawson's little Creek, bit. Dawson's Creek, yeah. Uh she's she's gonna star in a new show with Casey Wilson, another actress who we all love, really funny comedian. And she is very well known right now for her Instagram stories. Um, it, I only recently became into Instagram stories. I yes. was it, I was very hesitant to embrace. I them. I am
1: very turned on to them now. I'm, I'm love not them. turned on by them. <laughs> I'm turned on to them.
0: I love them. They're great. I think they're great. Um, you do some really good ones. I I'm just enjoy put out there. Thank you. But your, I, yeah, your Hello I, New York series is n- very funny. I just did one actually. <laughs> Hello New York. I was turned on to Busy Phillips' Instagram stories, who I followed on Instagram but never watched her stories because I didn't care, by our coworker, uh deputy editor of Jezebel Kate Drees. Yes. She said, Are you watching Busy's Instagrams? Because she knew I liked Busy. And I said, No. She said, Well, you have to. She got notoriety for her Instagram stories about a month ago when she ranted about uh Cat Deely. Going off on some restaurant in LA in yeah. this you know twenty part Instagram story where she's just dying at this tablet coverage delightful
1: just losing her shit yeah it's, over...
0: <laughs> and she's in her bed and something really funny which now that I watch her every every night when she's doing them she re- sort of reports on her day from her bed yeah and it's just her, her and her very luxurious bed and she's always kind of playing with her hair and playing with her necklace and it's and it and it seems very off the cuff and it's yeah. very it's very earnest I don't know there's something really charming it's charming and it seems like she's really she didn't plan it she was like okay I'm just time and it seems like it's very calming for her and she mentions that like she does a recap of her day like how she's doing emotionally and then she goes into some sort of rant well a couple nights ago she spent oh my god it must have been 30 or 40 you know 15 second clips it was so long it's so it's so long but it's just completely fascinating and enthralling stuff. And she even brought her husband in, who's never on camera. No, on he Instagram doesn't stories. like doing the stories. He doesn't like doing the stories. And you'll sometimes hear him or you won't hear him. And you'll, she'll just be like, Mark, what's the thing? And then he'll say something or mouth something. Because he, he. you could easily make the case that he didn't exist until you got proof in right. the Instagram stories uh, last weekend. But so they were they were out on the town. I think she may have confirmed it, but she definitely seemed like she'd had a little to drink. Yeah. (laughs) So I think she did mention, she was like, I was a little drunk last night. (laughs) So they're leaving, you know, dinner, drinks, whatever, going home. They call an Uber, and she refers to it as like, she's like, it's an SUV Uber. It's like a fancy Uber. It's a nice Uber. So I guess it's the Uber black car. Yeah. And they get in, it's an SUV, and they both tell the story where something's a little off with the driver where they get in. He apparently called them a couple times before and was just behaving oddly in a way that rang some alarm bells. So Busy, they get in the car and Busy immediately is like, this is weird. And when they start moving, she says something like, I hope this guy does. I hope we don't get murdered tonight. She like whispers
1: it to her husband. They're sitting in the second row of this SUV.
0: I hope we don't get murdered. The husband said that she said, I hope we don't die tonight. But whatever. They said something along those lines. And then right after she said it, they said a light turned on in the back seat, and illuminated a man who they did not know was in the car.
1: Who right, was in and the this back is seat. not an Uber pool.
0: No. This is a regular Uber that should have just been the two of them and the driver. The face of a bearded man is illuminated behind them and he goes, you don't have to worry about that. He said, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to let that happen. And then she started freaking out and apparently just started screaming like, no, no, no. I will not be killed tonight. No, I will no. not be murdered tonight. I will tonight. not be murdered. And so, they're, so she gets them to pull over. They get out of the car. They call a lift, And Busy starts narrating this like right after they get out of the Uber. Yeah. And then like a little time passes. And then they're in a lift. Yeah. And she's and like, I'm in a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a lift." <laughs> And it's completely dark in the back of the lift. And she's, like, putting all this text over everything. And she's, like, um,
1: so he was, like I promise that won't happen. And there was just, like, a crazy, scary dude in the way back of this, like, Uber. And we—and I was, like, no! no!
0: No! We can laugh at this because she's laughing the yeah. entire time. And she's telling this really scary story. So, I don't know. It's really funny. And then she ends up at home. And then they're in the kitchen. And they get back and they're in the light. And then she tells Mark to tell the story. And again, you never see Mark. So it's shocking to see Mark. And then he gets on camera, real cutie. I don't know. I
1: don't know how to describe to you. (laughs) Mark. Mark never.
0: He doesn't like to be on Instagram. Come here. Okay. Okay. Was was that? The weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. He's a cute. He's a real cutie. I like it. He's very stylish. He has an interesting. So I started Googling more pictures of him. They're a very attractive couple. They're a very attractive couple. He always has like interesting Outfits, yeah. Um, and I found that very charming. So he tells the story. He's laughing and like, as as someone who watches a lot of Busy's Instagram stories, it's easy to think like, oh, she loves. She might turn things up a couple notches just for the fun of a story. Like I, I do it. Yeah, I'm sure we all do it sometimes when we're telling stories. We like make them a little funnier, make them a little whatever.
1: I've always my theory is always, um, and this is a dangerous thing to say as someone who many consider a professional journalist. (laughs) Um. (laughs) that like a be- a good story is more important than the truth <laughs> I don't it's, not not when writing and reporting right. I just mean like if I'm like telling a story I will yeah. definitely like make it ratchet a better story. up
0: details make it a better story
1: yeah because it's like I want to entertain my audience
0: so when Mark goes on and tells the story it is as busy explained it yeah it is that wild they had no idea someone was in the back seat and it's a creepy man with the beard just saying like it's, everything's gonna be okay I promise I won't let that happen whatever it is it's Whatever version of that is scary. And I just started screaming, no. And it was like, no, you cannot kill us. We know. F- the and then the driver was so calm, he was like, I get it. I understand. Yes. Like, he that was, driver, he was so great. Like, okay, we're fine. We're
1: fine. And imagine if she had been taking, if one of them had been alone in that oh my car. God. Like, uh, so, I just also love the idea of her just hysterically screaming no. at the driver,
0: no. No. no, and he's like yeah i think he's probably said it like 50 times
1: yeah
0: um so immediate like people watch this it's not we are not alone in loving busy phillips's instagram no and she right? like
1: she posted a story yesterday where she's like i did not expect it to blow up like
0: this and then she's like but i guess i should have yeah. so people writes about it and i love the way that people wrote about it because like they made it completely dark they made references to the fact that she was laughing but like the photo of her at the top was like a very like pensive sad looking busy like leaning against a wall and so you think oh my god busy is not doing well emotionally oh no poor busy and then when you actually watch the instagram stories it's hysterical it's so funny and so yeah like maddie said the next day (laughs) <laughs> Busy's like waking up in her kitchen, has learned the news that she's in the news because she loves people.com. Yeah, she always talks about loving. I love that she calls it People Mag. She's yeah. like, I love peoplemag.com. She's reading People Mag and she's like, I should have known that this was going to be a story, but oh well, who cares? Um, and then she's revealed that she's no longer using Uber anymore. Yeah, just God. left. Although that could happen anywhere.
1: Right, delete Uber.
0: Yeah, delete because Uber. they were <laughs> you you too creepy about that. to. Yeah. They did something creepy to busy Phillips. Poor Busy Phillips. I love her. But again, also just delete it because it's a shitty company. Shitty company. But she's she's doing fine. I think Busy's
1: She's best friends with Michelle Williams. She's on a new show with Casey Wilson.
0: Uh. Did you see Casey doing like her first Instagram story on Busy's Instagram stories a few days ago? No. She was like, Casey just like when the camera turns and Casey's there and she's like oh hey it's my first Instagram story and it was very charming Casey must have sent her like a gift after the people thing because it was like a special drink I don't know if it was wine or beer it was like a beautiful bottle of something and she was like thanks Casey Wilson and I was like it seemed like a like sorry for your troubles I'm glad you didn't get killed by this uber murderer yeah Um, that it was just, I just love that story. Yeah.
1: I Again, she's, I think, very, very warm. And yeah. if she ever wants to come on the show, yeah, busy. she
0: definitely should. Uh, We know you listen. Do we? No, we don't. <laughs> we don't know. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? Just our, keep it simple. Uh, I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros. Two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Bravo Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just the vo- keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo bros. Good job. So we have we have one more relationship story to tell.
1: We love ships. We love to ship.
0: We love to ship and this one, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a an extended piece on this particular relationship. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we all have heard the rumors that Katie Holmes and Jamie Foxx have been dating for a number of years now. Yeah. Right? Not
1: so much rumors, just a fact. A fact.
0: The tabloids love this story. You kind of love this story. I, I love it. You bring I, it up a lot. I bring it up a lot. I love it because of the Scientology angle. I love that the I love the rumor that she's not allowed to talk about it. That this relationship exists in a bubble. Oh, right. It's like she has like
1: seven years until she can come out as dating someone new.
0: (laughs) Right. That she can't say anything. Um, And I love that the story is based on one photo of them. I think it's so hysterical that In Touch, all these magazines have run with the story based on one photo of the two of them holding hands, but not in a way that's particularly affectionate.
1: Yeah. They're like in a recording studio. They're in a recording
0: studio. So it's... there's nothing particularly romantic about the photo. Right. They're just making physical contact. Yeah. Um, it's comfortable physical contact. It's comfortable physical contact. But it's also – it could be friendly. It could be romantic. Whatever. We don't know. Point being, there's one photo of them making physical contact. And maybe a few photos of them, it functions with other people. Um, and so they've been perceived as <laughs> being in a relationship by the gossip sites for a number of years and a few days ago a photo surfaced that according to the headlines of this photo said that it was like photographic evidence like they're still dating this is real look at this photo and so you look at the photo and it's a blurry photo inside a restaurant and it's katie holmes clearly on the left like that's katie holmes no question about it and then like a blob on the right like a figure of a something presumably a man like you could be like oh, I guess that's a man. I think maybe there's a hand in it. I don't know. Okay. But it's like I guess that's someone, but it's like there's Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes, but it's like that doesn't that doesn't prove it for me. This doesn't work. And I and I love it because we keep getting these shitty photos of <laughs> of these famous people and it's like look, it's proof that they're dating. And I was wondering, Maddie, do you actually think they're dating? Yes. You actually think yeah. I think they are too. It's it's just gone on for too long for them not to be dating. Yeah.
1: I also find it very funny when tabloids run stories about how hurt Tom Cruise and mm-hmm. Katie's ex-husband is about the relationship, because it's, I don't know, they're always saying basically, oh, these two worked on a movie together and became such good friends, and mm-hmm. he's, Tom is just heartbroken that Jamie moved in. And one, Tom Cruise does not have feelings and is probably asexual <laughs> and does not really care about anything except mm-hmm. for Xenu. And particularly not Katie Holmes. no. I mean, he doesn't even care about their child together, right. so why would he care about— <laughs> Why would he care about the mother? Yes. I also don't think that Jamie Foxx gives a shit what Tom Cruise thinks. Yeah, because they were in one movie. What was it called? Collateral? Collateral. That movie was really good. It's a really good movie. Um, So it's just sort of—those are my favorite stories is when it's implying that Tom Cruise is involved in any way, when it's just he's in his condo in the sky, as yeah. we know from our friend— Scientology reporter Tony Ortega.
0: And where is it in Clearwater, Denver? Florida. Oh, Clearwater, he's, Florida. He's in his
1: special condo where he never has to talk to anyone who's not a Scientologist With ever the special
0: again. parking garages and, like, yeah. garage entrances. I also think it's funny that the narrative that we're told to believe that, like, they were such good friends, yes. Tom and and Jamie Foxx. And again, I don't really think he has other friends besides David Miscavige. Right. Like, yeah, they were in a movie together and they were both good in it and they probably did the promo cycle and were professional and you know, cordial with each other. Yeah. But, like, can you imagine being friends with Tom Cruise? I can't. I've heard that he's very pleasant to everybody. But, like, But just, yeah, just pleasant. Just pleasant. You would have to be to be that successful in this career for so long. Yes. Like, you would have to have a good relationship with everyone to, like, still be doing what he's doing and still... People aren't really... People don't gossip about him, really, aside from the Scientology stuff and the, like, sexuality stuff. Right. But it's not you know, professional disasters. Like no. when people talk about who's someone who's always a mess on set.
1: I mean, people like to say it about, well, um, again, it's it always it been coming up a lot lately about Kate Blanchett because oh, yeah. they have nothing else to write about her Yeah, because <laughs> she's such like a low-key person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Charlize Theron oh, gets Charlize it a lot. Oh, Charlize Theron
0: gets it, Yeah. It's, it's it's just you never hear it about Tom Cruise. No, you just hear that he's dating he's dating the new Mission young Impossible woman. gal. Yeah, and it's like no, he's not. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> n- n- not at all. It's like this is the one. Yeah, no, it's not. He's really excited. Can't wait to introduce her to Surrey. <laughs> mm-hmm. He hasn't seen mm-hmm. Suri in how many years now? Three, four.
1: I- how old is Surrey? Ten. All right, he hasn't seen her in eleven years. <laughs>
0: Okay, so now we're going to play a a game that I have a feeling uh Madeline will be pretty good at. It's based on Lisa Vanderpump's famed restaurants in LA, two of them, Pump and Sir. Um we've talked about them on the show before and we just talked about Jack. Ad nauseum probably. Ad Nauseam, yeah. Um so Jack's, we all know
1: Jack's the resident um STD sharer <laughs> yeah. of
0: of the whole of the whole crew. Yeah. Um so And
1: that's not to
0: STD shame right.
1: I mean if anything Jax is shaming STDs
0: <laughs> he's giving them a bad name yes so Lisa Vanderpump of Real Housewives and Vanderpump Rules fame owns these restaurants co-owns them they're notoriously awful as Madeline who's been there has explained to us in detail these <laughs> Too places many are bad details. but what I discovered um, upon looking through both restaurants and lounges bars whatever you want to call them TV sets, maybe, is a better description for both places, is that they have terrible Yelp reviews, and there are just thousands of Yelp reviews on both of these places, and they're really, really fun to read. And so what I did was I, you know, read through a few pages of Sir's reviews and a few pages of Pump's reviews, took some snippets, tried to take out too many identifying factors, too many identifying details, and I'm going to read these snippets one by one and ask Madeline whether or not she thinks they're from Pump reviews or Sir reviews. Can you once again provide like a very succinct description of the two of them, like like the differences between the two of them?
1: Yes. So, as Lisa Vanderpump would put it, <laughs> uh, sir is where you bring your mistress, and that mm-hmm. it's like very sexy, even though it's actually very shabby. <laughs> so it's all about I don't know. The girls wear really really short tight dresses. Mm-hmm. The guys wear really tight shirts, and it stands for sexy unique restaurant. Right. Um. And if that doesn't tell you everything, you need to know. I don't know what
0: will. <laughs> I feel like you can't name a restaurant better than that.
1: Yes. Pump is Lisa's gay bar. It's a Garden of Eden of sorts, as she would call it. She flew in 100-year-old olive trees. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the waitstaff, mostly very beautiful men, are all wearing hot pink, very tight shirts. Okay. And it's more—they I they have bites, but it's definitely more of a bar. Okay.
0: Um, So, there are only two options here. I'm going to read you a snippet from a review from Yelp, and you're going to tell me whether it was from a review of Pump or a review of Sir. Okay. Seems pretty easy. Okay. Seems. I don't know. I had a tomato angel hair pasta, which was pretty good, but I probably wouldn't pick it again.
1: That's from Sir. Got it, Because I ordered that. Yeah. That's why I put that first. That's why (laughs) I put that first.
0: Oh, God. Stassi Schroeder raves about the goat cheese balls. I ordered them. They were a massive ball of fail. Seriously, Stasi, these goat cheese balls tasted like deep fried moth balls. Sir. Sir, right. I
1: also ordered those, <laughs> and they were still um, frozen in the middle.
0: So many reviews were like, they were frozen in the middle. They yeah. were frozen in the middle. Half of the reviews are they were frozen in the middle. Also, I noticed at the, on the Sir Yelp page, they have a very active like social media person because... All of the negative reviews had responses from an employee, the oh same employee God. that were like, I'm so, this is very, it, it was all like, this was is very it? atypical and surprising to hear. But it's like just a, like a, a wall of bad reviews. Was it Guillermo? He's the co-owner. It was a woman. It was a woman. It was like a woman with long brunette hair in her avatar. I didn't get okay. her name. Okay, here we go. People that say the food was bad don't have a good palate. Pump? Sir. I wanted to say sir, but I was like, ugh,
1: two row, three in a row. Yep. That's fair also that comment is not fair
0: <laughs> here we go Our waiter was incredibly rude he was visibly annoyed that we weren't planning on drinking We ordered four or five coffees for a table of seven and he couldn't remember the orders they didn't have non-fat milk which is probably a lawsuit waiting to happen in LA so that's got to be pump that's pump okay uh that's pump here we go
1: imagine going to like a cocktail bar in West Hollywood and being like five coffees. Five coffees.
0: <laughs> um, uh, with non-fat milk please apparently this place is made famous because there is a reality show that's based on the ongoings of this establishment I don't have a TV so I'm not sure what it's about except that it stars the waitstaff one of my friends pointed to a waiter who was on the show and I was like who? this was all lost on me
1: is this going to be a trick question? no trick So it's Sir? It's
0: Sir. Okay. It's Sir. sir.
1: Sorry. I was like, this is going to be one of those things where it's like, going to be like James was DJing at (laughs) Pump.
0: Um, Here we go. My verdict? Go for the bread. (laughs) 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 Sir? Pump. (laughs) Okay, here we go. You charge me $3 for crappy bread when I'm spending $250 for dinner? Have never been charged for bread in a restaurant. Free bread is equivalent to Wonder Bread.
1: Pump? Pump. Okay. (laughs) Of course they would charge for a fucking bread basket.
0: Uh, Uh, God bless them. I I love this one. This one probably should have been close to the beginning, but whatever. The atmosphere is as beautiful as an Andy Warhol gay romp circa 1982, but the clientele is something out of a Roman's catalog, and their service is about as bad as a Woody Allen romance.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Someone thinks that they're very clever.
0: Yeah. Um, pump? Pump. Oh, my God. Like, all of these, even the negative reviews, I was like, I want, I need to go to both of these places. Right. Like,
1: That's kind of, I think, how they make money is through, like, it doesn't matter it doesn't if you matter. love
0: it or hate it because people are going to go. Um. I do not know what all the low ratings are about. Maybe they were all written by people who drank a little too much and forgot what the food tasted like. Sir? Sir.
1: (laughs) I also just have to reiterate, I've never, I mean, I've probably had a worse meal in a restaurant, but like (laughs) not one that I can remember being as bad. Tomato water. Right, and the service was dreadful. The service. The server.
0: The service. Here we go. (laughs) Decor, lighting, flowers. All of it was a beautiful concoction of sensory t- sensory delights. Um, pump? Pump. See, this is this is easy. I don't care. It's no, just... it's not. I really am loving it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ones. Hair on the table in the lounge. Okay, I got past that. <laughs> <laughs> then we... Then chicken shrimp dumpling, g- God, I can't even read it. Then chicken shrimp dumpling, gross. Spit it out into the napkin. And I do not spit. Seated for dinner. Guess what? A- another hair on the dining table. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's dying. I'm gonna say sir. It's sir. Oh, I only God. knew that because of the lounge. The I lounge. The lounge. Yeah. When we were walking away, one of the girls received a credit card fraud alert. <laughs> When we were walking away, one of the girls received a credit card fraud alert notifying her that she was billed 197 instead of 37.
1: Terrible. Sir. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh,
0: And then the last one, um, the last one. (laughs) Overall, this place has a good vibe, but the owner has a big ego and can't take the truth and is a wuss. He came and put a dirty glass on the table that won the one that we were about to eat. And then my cousin told him that this is rude. And he said, I am the owner. And my cousin said that you should know better. And all of a sudden, his security attacked us. And the only thing (laughs) we noticed is him running away. And his manager comes up to us and says, your time is over. This place really needs to get better employees. And the owner should be kissing his customers' asses because he is, because without us, he's no one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry if that was incomprehensible to our listeners, but it truly doesn't – it's a really hard narrative to follow. There was some sort of confrontation after a dirty glass. Security came and attacked people. Uh, and then this person wrote a review. What is, what is it?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to – that's the best story <laughs> I've ever heard. Um that's gonna be Sir. That's Sir, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's Guillermo.
0: Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if uh, I wasn't sure if that would be a tell, but whatever. He does have a real ego. So you got ten out of thirteen. Yeah. You got three wrong.
1: That's wow. good, you passed. Yeah. I mean the ones well. that I missed, I should have gotten. Okay. I mean I'm my own worst critic. A lot of it I was. Unlike tr- Guillermo. <laughs>
0: I was uh so have you heard of this happening before where he like calls security?
1: Um, I know that they have security. Like, when we were there that night, they were filming. And so they were like, private party. You can't come into this part. But, of course, we were like, can we go into that part? Because we just want to be on camera. I also, Um,
0: I love the fraud alert. I wonder how often that happens. That's Yeah, that's really funny. Have you ever seen, do you ever watch Bar Rescue?
1: No, but I know it.
0: Uh, Well, one of the things that you'll see, it's not super common. But one of the problems that a lot of the bars have is that the wait, staff, who, like, John Taffer, the host, will be like, you're all a fucking mess! And then he'll, like, yell at all the employees. But it's, like, one of the things that they do is sometimes they will just up the tip. And then he'll notice it on the thing. And he's like, that's illegal! Like, I could be sending you to jail! But it's, like, I think it's kind of common. If it's, a shitty, really? if it's a shitty place. And so, like, the problem is, like, this is what happens whenever management is bad. It trickles down because they know that they can get away with things. Right. And so it's, like, if the management is bad at SIR, then, like, of course these people who probably in a, a better restaurant wouldn't think would never pull this shit right but since they know they can get away with it or they know that their owner's a maniac right <laughs> like <laughs> at least like yeah yes they you're are gonna maniacs. start it, uh, if you're if your bosses are bad if your bosses are trouble the you're subordinates gonna be trouble. become trouble I mean
1: and that's what they base their <laughs> franchise on
0: Uh so he's the manager he's Lisa owns both
1: well so technically Lisa co-owns sir okay with Guillermo and his wife, whose name I can't remember right now. Okay. Guillermo's a little more of a presence. Okay. He was there when I, when like he was like doing work at the table next to us.
0: Okay. So do you think they have like, they he and his wife have a majority stake? No, I think Lisa owns like 51. Oh, wow. Yeah. Definitely um, Lisa. I think. She doesn't really have to do anything. Yeah, I mean, she,
1: like, shows up and tells the staff to get the thing, you know, <laughs> get it together. <laughs> also, she, the like, the fact that he would put, like, a dirty glass down on a table, mm-hmm. like, on the show, if, say, you know, Stasi did that mm-hmm. back when she still worked there, Lisa would have thrown a fit because she believes that her restaurants have a higher standard than that. But they don't. <laughs> they really don't. They don't. That's too bad. Um. So congrats, Maddie. I would have been very embarrassed if I had like completely failed that because Mm -hmm. I think I talk myself up so much. Yeah. Um, But I do feel moderately humbled.
0: It was was, was good. And I strongly recommend to both you and all of our listeners to read the Yelp reviews. You can just – I mean it's pages and pages and pages. I was just flipping through pages at random like page 3, page 21, page whatever, and they're all good and they're mostly bad.
1: Yeah, I bet. Because again, they don't really care that the food,
0: <laughs> about the food. That doesn't really matter. It's just like, and they're all the same complaints too. Like the the balls are frozen. Like yes. the servers are all very mean. Uh, everyone who works there is mean. Um, yeah. And then like everything's too expensive. Oh my um, god. <laughs>
1: Charging for the bread basket is so funny because um, it's just the shittiest bread, too, I'm sure. I love
0: they were like, the other person was like, I love the bread. Get yeah. the, bread. <laughs> mm, the, only good the thing, bread. The only good thing about Pump is the bread. <laughs> um, but Different
1: strokes, you know.
0: <laughs> I did want to ask a question in terms of layout. So Pump is a bar, a little bit bar lounge.
1: Yeah, they're, I think they Pump just have is a limited it's menu. mostly outside. Okay. I think they do dinner and that type yeah. of thing.
0: It but, was like, it yeah. looked like the menu was more like, I didn't want to talk about types of food too much because mm-hmm. pump appeared to be more just straight up, like, almost maybe Greek more so. That makes Mediterranean, sense, like but more, Mediterranean more on the Greek player. end than Mediterranean on the Italy end. Sure. Like, um, that I would was also saying, blend with the theme with the olive trees. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, good job, Maddie.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> that game was delightful. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dirtcast. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp with editorial oversight by Kate Montana Moffiti is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. And this episode was mixed by Brad Fisher. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at Dirtcast at Jezebel.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes.